This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 2648. I'm your host, Chef Off in the Day Game Hunter, and welcome. Hopefully, your interviews are going well. Hopefully, you've had a couple with a firm, and it's looking like they're starting to circle around you because they're interested in making an offer. And in this show, we're going to talk about some of the salary negotiation mistakes that people make you've got to avoid because they prove costly to you. Hope you find this helpful. Please give this show a great review wherever you listen to it or watch it. Share it on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, wherever you listen to or watch podcasts, wherever you connect with people. Put it in front of them. And we'll be back in just one moment. Today I'm going to discuss third, well, I think are the 13 most common mistakes people make when negotiating salary. I'm Jeff Alpin, the Big Game Hunter. I started to be called the Big Game Hunter when I did recruiting. I've hunted down leaders and staff organizations, did it for a long time, filled a lot of positions. Now people hire me for no BS career advice and coaching because I make things easier for them related to a job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading better, dealing with workplace issues, and much more. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out, negotiating salary can be an intimidating thing to do. So I just want to encourage you to take some notes down with this, grab a pen and paper or your iPad, whatever you use to take notes with, because I think it'll help you. Now, the first mistake I find people make is not really having a clear understanding of their value. And thus, You're shooting from the hip and not really knowing what your real value is in the market. What you want has to relate to value and salary ranges that organizations are willing to pay for the kind of work that you do. And thus, having a clear understanding of your value, and remember, that can differ from size of organization, part of the country, and a variety of other factors, having a a a good idea of your value can make a huge difference to you. After all, your value is different than Iowa versus you're now moving to New York, right? So I personally don't care if a firm says to you, well, we're going for a win-win negotiation here because to me, win-win means you lose, okay? (laughs) So the second thing I want to do is along those lines is not doing sufficient research as to a firm's compensation structure and with that market rate for the role and benefits package so you become at a disadvantage in your conversations remember a company has its comp structure as well and thus you want to understand where you fit and thus you know, are you asking for more than they're prepared to pay? And thus, you've been wasting your time all the way through. So just understand what their compensation structure is pretty early on, and that will serve you well. Third is offering up your salary. Now, in certain parts of the country, of course, they can't ask about your salary history, but they can ask you about what you're looking for. And with that... I don't know if you know my strategy called defer and deflect, but they often will ask this with the screening interview 
at the very beginning when all you may know is a job description that isn't accurate. And thus, the goal here is not to talk about what you're looking for or what your current or previous salary is if you're in a part of the world or a part of the U.S. where that's still legal questions to ask. You want to basically defer and deflect. And by that I mean, you know, all I've seen is a job description so far. I haven't met my future boss, haven't met the team, don't have their perspective on what my role and responsibilities would be and what their expectations are going to be. And thus, you know, it leaves me at a disadvantage. Would you be willing to have this conversation after I've spoken with them. And if they pressure you, you can say, I can give you a number, but I'm not committed to it. After I meet with everyone, I may have a different perspective. So if you're thinking I'm committed to this number, I'm not. That allows you to defer and deflect. And that leads to the fourth one, letting them start the negotiations too soon. Because when they're asking questions about your current salary or what you're looking for, that's them negotiating, not you. So letting them negotiate too soon is a mistake because you don't have enough information yet. Now, here's my favorite one. Not making them explain specifically how they came to the lower offer. You've heard now it's a salary range of, I don't know, 150 to 175, or 90 to 100, and they come in at 92, or they come in at 160. And you hear the number and your heart sinks. And then you say, you don't say anything in response to it. You don't make them explain how they came to that number. And what you should be doing is asking, I'm curious. I understood what the range was from our first conversation. How did you come to that number? Well, we evaluated you and came to the decision that that was your value. And where was the perceived deficiency that made me worth 162 versus 175? Well, you weren't as strong as our existing people. Well, they work here. You're trying to bring me in from the outside. Could you be more specific? And that leaves them in the position of having to justify a bad offer. Always make them explain it. Now, switching back to you and your choices, you make the mistake of focusing too much on salary as opposed to the total compensation. Now, remember, for some of you, you're going into bonusable environments. You're going into situations where employer matches for retirement plans or a big deal, where your total cost of health insurance coverage is free, where you get paid time off. There's a whole host of different things, including restricted stock units and sign-on bonuses that you don't take into consideration. And thus, focusing on the salary and neglecting all the other things is a mistake. Another one is not asking for what you want and not being specific Trusting that they're going to make a fair offer, which that's not in their interest. They want to get you for the least amount of money and to get you to say yes to it. Trusting them to look out for you is a mistake. That's not their job. That's your job. Another mistake, which I believe is number eight here, accepting the first offer without even trying to negotiate, which can have you leave money and benefits on the table. 
Ninth is walking away, not being willing to walk away. You need to be prepared to walk away from a job offer if the comp package isn't satisfactory. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't be flexible. Don't disclose your flexibility. Make sure that you have a clear idea of what the rock bottom compensation is that you'd be willing to say yes to without walking away. This gives you a certain amount of leverage because they've decided you're the person that they want and they don't want to go to number two. They'd rather get number one. Next, being too aggressive. You know, even if you get what you want, they're going to leave you, they're going to get even once you're on board. It's just the way it is. Maybe it's not getting a promotion. Maybe it's not going to be getting a particular project because they're annoyed with you. It's important to negotiate, but being confrontational is a mistake. It can harm your relationship with your manager and within the organization for some time. And again, this is, this is number 11. There's a big picture, and by focusing on the short term, and not taking into consideration career growth and working in an environment that you like, again, these are factors that you need to consider. Sharing too much personal information, ridiculous. You know, being, you know, I need this. I, I have to pay for the nursing home for my mom. Not their problem. That's your problem. They don't really care about your financial situation and your personal issues because, frankly, they could have an impact upon how effective you're going to be once you're hired. All you're doing is shooting yourself in the foot. And the last one, which should be remarkably obvious, not getting the offer or the revised offer in writing. Always get the final offer in writing to avoid any misunderstandings or miscommunications. You know, it I've just seen too many situations, specifically with a renegotiation of an offer or a changed job offer, where the changes weren't put in writing and horribly they get denied later on. So always get the final offer in writing. I'm Jeff Altman. Again, my website is TheBigGameHunter.us. Go to the site. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you. In addition, while you're there, if you have some questions for me, schedule time for trusted advisor services on the website where I answer your questions. I can help. At the site, you can find out about my video courses, books, and guides. Again, there's a lot there that will help you with your job search that's far less expensive than hiring a coach. Lastly, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash The Big Game Hunter. Have a terrific day, and most importantly, be great.